Tinville Saga, Season 4, Episode 4. Excelsior, mid-1988 to December 31, 1989. Episode 4, Racing Against Time. In some format, or variation thereof, between 1950 and 2019, the American viewing audience could watch a game show called Beat the Clock. On this show, in order to win prizes, contestants had to complete challenges within a given time limit. Looking back on the preparations for the first annual Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts, conceived of as a national event intended to shine a spotlight on Eatonville, to build respect for a community which in the late 1980s was not even identified on most maps of the area, the planners could easily be viewed as contestants racing against time. In this episode, dear listener, I want to tell you a bit of the story of one group of planners. The Academics Committee had two very important tasks. One, to develop the two-day academic conference, which was to be one of the key components of the festival, and two, to ensure that the conference represented the finest intellectual discourse by scholars within the American Academy. As constituted, the Academics Committee members were certainly prepared for the task. Deidre Crumbly, Ph.D., on faculty at Rollins, was a trained cultural anthropologist who had received her graduate degree from Northwestern University. George Grant, Ph.D., had earned his doctorate in library science from the University of Pittsburgh. He was the director of libraries at Rollins. Catherine Seidel, a member of the English department at the University of Central Florida, had graduated with her Ph.D. in English language and literature letters from the University of Maryland, College Park. N.Y. Nathiri, yours truly, held a Master's of Science degree in library science from Syracuse University and had served as the founding department librarian at Cornell University's Africana Studies and Research Center, and Beth Rapps was pursuing a degree. Yet, to accomplish both its tasks, to develop the two-day academic conference and to ensure an intellectually stimulating event, the Academics Committee had to engage, to inspire, to compel, as it were, by reasons of intellectual rigor, fellow academicians in the fields of African American studies, anthropology, folklore, literature, and women's studies that they should invest some of their precious professional time to become involved with a heretofore unscheduled academic conference in January of 1990, an academic conference which, oh, by the way, was not affiliated with an institution of higher learning and which was being presented by an organization barely a year old. Really? Now, dear listener, let's delve just a little deeper to appreciate better the time challenge our committee was facing. The vast majority of faculty members at American colleges and universities face, at a minimum, obligations regarding the teaching of classes and meeting with students, serving on committees, producing publications, also known as public or parish, in addition to their personal research topics. In short, the time of scholars is highly booked. Generally speaking, these professionals know months in advance where they are going 
and what they are going to be doing. Now in the midst of this mix, we insert the first annual Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts. Well, both Frederick the Great and Pr of Prussia and Napoleon Bonaparte of France are credited with the aphorism, an army marches on its stomach. Well, I want to paraphrase and advance the notion that an academic conference must have scholars who want to participate as presenters of papers, are willing to serve as jurors, moderators, and or panelists, want to attend as audience members, as well as an academic conference wishes to have other general audience members who attend because of the conference content. By early 1989, it looked as if the Academics Committee might win the race against time. It had issued a call for papers for the Academic Conference to take place Friday through Saturday, January 26 and, 20, 26 and 27, 1990. And thanks to an intellectual excitement surrounding the first annual Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts, the committee members had secured a stellar roster of jurors, representing institutions in the Midwest, the Northeast, and the South. Please bear with me, dear listener, as I recognize the humanities disciplines, the jurors, and their institutions. From African American Studies, Dr. Portia Malsby, Chair, Indiana University. Dr. Malefi Asante, Temple University. Dr. Haki R. Mathabuti, Third World Press. Dr. James Turner, Cornell University. In the field of anthropology, Dr. Ira Harrison, Chair, University of Tennessee. Dr. John Stewart, University of Ohio. Dr. Sheila Walker, College of William and Mary. And Dr. Tony Whitehead, University of Maryland. In the field of folklore, Dr. David Clausen, Chair, Valencia Community College. Dr. Ronald Foreman, University of Florida. Dr. Ritzy Saltzman, Bureau of Florida Folklore Programs. Dr. Kristen Congdon, University of Central Florida. In the field of literature, Dr. Rosemary Kerb, Chair, Rollins College. Dr. Trudier Harris, University of North Carolina. Dr. Catherine Seidel, University of Central Florida. And Dr. Stephen Caldwell Wright, Seminole Community College. And in the field of women's studies, Dr. Mildred Hill-Lubin, Chair, University of Florida. Dr. Vivian Gordon, State University of New York at Albany. Dr. Clonora Hudson, Prairie A&M University. And Dr. Pat Scott Bell, Boston University. You can see, dear listener, that we had assembled a marvelous set of jurors. End of episode four. You've been listening to An Eatonville Saga. Executive producer, The Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc. Podcast concept and storyteller, N.Y. Theory. Eatonville native and executive director of The Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc., P.E.C. Produced and directed by Ken Moore. 2020 copyright by the Association to Preserve the Eatonville Community, Inc. All rights reserved. Thanks for listening. If you would like to support our podcast by giving, you can give to P.E.C. 
at www.give2pec.org. That's www.give, the number two, pec.org.